Girl, I actually think this is the most insane documentary I've ever watched. This goes so off the rails, there was no coming back for me. We take more than a few turns. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like the wild and whatever whites of West Virginia. Yeah, she's this close to asking for fiestas. She really is. <laughs> she basically does in her way. In Fleiss speak, she asks for like yeah, 500 she- fiestas. Demands. Oh, hey girl. Hi, Chilean Pezzavalli. Oh, hi, Patrick Hines. What's this? What's why are we forming? I don't know. It's been a minute since we've said each other's names. What if the people forgot what our names are? Oh, why don't we sing it like we do okay. on our show? Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's do it at the beginning. Let's really throw them off. Ready? Chilean <laughs> Pezzavalli. Patrick Hines. Spun it up. You guys, before we get to the show, just a quick reminder. If you're looking for more Jillian and me, you want some more episodes to binge right this second, join us on Patreon. Over 150 full bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. We're wrapping up Fear City, girl. Yeah, we just finished I'll Be Gone in the Dark. We're doing Fear City. The vow is next. What? And that's the Nexium culty thing, right? Yes. I know it sounds shitty, but what a party on Lady Pates. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's great. Oh my God. We're also doing Tiger King. Did you hear that Carol Baskin just got announced for Dancing with the Stars? I mean, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, get a grip on yourself. I know. It's so garbage. But there's also Don't Have With Cats, The Staircase, Lorena, Serial, Making a Murderer. The Jinx. Madeline McCann, all that stuff. I always say it's every series on like HBO, Oxygen, ID, Hulu, Netflix that you've ever wanted us to cover. And beyond, there's some A&E stuff on there. I think biographies even <laughs> makes it on there. What the what? There's a lot. There's also just like after parties and ringtones. There's a lot of shit. Anything from you this week, girl? Uh, No, I talked about it on the live. I used Icy Hot and bruised my arm to shit. And that's kind of where I am. That's the big story. <laughs> Go watch it on our Instagram. You saved it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I told oh, yeah. the whole story. I showed the bruise. The bruise is getting darker, which I'm told means it's healing. Whatever. <laughs> Never should have happened in the first place. <laughs> talking about today we were supposed to do this one like months ago i mean yes months ago i feel like it's like pre-quarantine we were supposed to do this one (laughs) very early into quarantine i think i feel like it was cold out but it's getting cold out again happy september everybody welcome to september so happy for you congratulations the first of every month for the next couple months you're gonna be like happy october happy november until we get to happy december i know i know Wait, so what's it called? It's called Heidi Fleiss, the would-be madam of Crystal, and Crystal is a location. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of crystal in this documentary. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Can we just say something right at the top here? Um, Oh, breaking news. Pull over. Pull over. (laughs) Everyone pull over. Give the kids the iPad. So Heidi Fleiss, a madam, right? She was like the biggest like runner of the sex work ring. We say sex work on this podcast. We learned, and I think I want to say Elliot Spitzer. Sometimes women in that world don't use that term. We hear a lot of the term prostitution. We hear whole. whorehouse. So when we talk about it, we're saying sex work because we're also not talking about like sex trafficking here. You know, we're not doing any of that shit because that's a whole other documentary. I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, Can't (laughs) wait to not sleep for six weeks whenever that documentary (laughs) comes out on Netflix. Um, But so they say a whole bunch of phrases. We know it's sex work and that's how we're going to say it. But I don't want to get any shit for what Heidi Fleiss is saying because please don't don't lump me in with her. Okay, we are aware. Although I will say that you would make a great Heidi Fleiss for like a Halloween party. Like, I think you could really do it. I like my lips how they are. 
I took the oldest profession on earth and did it better than anyone on earth. She slept with all these guys for free, it would be fine. But the fact that she takes money for them, it's illegal. I mean, why should there be laws on a woman's body? I have a substance abuse problem. I love that white trash drug, crystal methane. Former Hollywood madam Heidi Fleiss wants to get back into the sex business, but this time in Nevada, where it's legal. It's a man's world, Heidi. But it's my game to lose. My biggest fear of Heidi Fleiss is Heidi Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss is kind of synonymous with sex and money. Really, I'm just your average convicted felon. All right, so we open, it's November 2006, it's Los Angeles, and before we know anything about what's happening, we see a black and white, like, footage of Heidi Fleiss getting, like, touched up, and I just went, oh my god, if this is not the most low-rent truth-or-dare situation, it It is. It is. feels like this documentary is from the early 90s. It's not. I know! It's I from know. 2008, but it has, like, a night. even 1998 seems too new for this, but the first thing we yeah. really see is that Heidi Fleiss's, like, flared pants are... <laughs> Are stuck on her heel. Like the bottom of her pants are are, are stuck to her heel, and she is having uh-huh. someone else handle it for her. Oh, I see what you did. Hold on, I got it. Pull it through the stitch or break the stitch. It is broken. Okay, perfect. Oh. Wait a second. Oh, oh, I'm trapped. Oh, you better. Just get it. Just, just, can you get it? And the woman's like, I did that. And she's like, okay, great. And it's still just stuck on the bottom of the heel. And so for that to happen, that means that you're uh-huh. wearing pants that just don't fit you, girl. Right. A little, she's having a little too somebody long. somebody else handle it. It's like, what? Here's what we see. We see on screen text. It tells us after being filmed at home and at work over the course of 10 months, former Hollywood madam Heidi Fleiss sits down for a formal interview. Yeah. So they've been around her for 10 months with her for 10 months. And then this is sort of, I guess, like the exit interview. Like, what'd you think, Heidi? Like, you know, like help us pull the story together. And we're off and running with Alexander the Great. (laughs) Alexander the Great was the first one to really come back with exotic birds. And that's when it became that the privileged class kept these exotic creatures. When they were promoting Alexander the Great, they said, in the end, all that matters is what you left behind, which is not true at all. about Heidi Fleiss that's so frustrating is that like I think that she's a person who knows things I think she probably reads books and in there is a very interesting complicated person who is just like beaten down and held back by like drug addiction which again Mm -hmm. like being addicted to drugs it's not her fault addiction is addiction but like the result is she just sounds like an asshole all the time absolutely yes here's what she does that makes me nuts she speaks in absolutes she says the phrase on earth about everything it's the oldest (laughs) profession on earth which is true but you know women are the, the most difficult commodity everything is on earth it's all or nothing or it's and it's Heidi Fleiss's way or no way at all I took the oldest profession on earth and did it better than anyone on earth and you know like it to be in never again will you see a girl who's 25 years old who's living in Beverly Hills and making the kind of money I was doing I think she's very aware of the camera I think we meet a lot of people on this that are just like oh a camera's on me I'm gonna be sort of like a caricature version of myself yeah so add all like the, talking in absolutes Heidi's way or no way at all very aware that the camera's on her and her totally. heel is stuck to her pants like this is how we start the goddamn thing it's ridiculous and like she has all of these like one-liners in this interview that I think she thinks are really funny totally she thinks they're one-liners yeah. again she just sounds like an asshole like you said exactly because it's like the filmmaker asks if she's comparing herself to Alexander the Great are you comparing yourself to Alexander? No, because uh, he 
I conquered the world when I was in my 20s. He did it when his 30s and he's dead. I'm alive. And she's like, I took the oldest profession on earth and I did it better than anyone on earth. And I'm like, right. okay. And she's like, my name is associated with sex and money and power, but really I'm just your average convicted felon. And I'm like, how many times did you practice that in the mirror before you got here? <laughs> but know. there's at least one thing that she says where I'm like, yes, we'll get to that. You'll know yeah. it when you hear it. But yes. we're learning yeah. about like the background on Heidi Fleiss and she was this Hollywood madam and madam to the stars and she's known for her infamous black book. And she's like, I didn't have time for the hemming and hawing. It was all business. Like there's this phone call audio where she hangs up on someone after they ask how she been and I'm like girl I'll tell you I'm like five minutes away from acting like that I know you are to which I say girl Heidi Fleiss she's the former Hollywood madam known for her infamous black book police call her the madam to the stars selling sex was her occupation the heavies in Hollywood her clientele. We get the whole thing. In 1994, she's indicted for money laundering and tax evasion. Then later in 1994, she's found guilty. And then she's out on probation or whatever. And she tests positive for drugs while out on bail. Yeah, and that's in 1996. And the thing about Heidi Fleiss is that like she never named names. That's the big thing that she yeah. wants everyone to know. It's hard to see it now in this documentary. Like what the name like Heidi Fleiss. Like she was a madam and Charlie Sheen and all the... Well, Charlie Sheen is fucking garbage. But you know, know. back in the 90s... <laughs> like the names of the people she knew and that she didn't name names and then it came out and who could it be it was very like high profile kind of but scandalous and people were kind of like she's a badass oh she sucks there's like a lot around Heidi Fleiss so she gets sentenced to jail she goes to jail for three years and she tells us about her time in jail look at no one knows exactly what I went through in there but me and after a while I wound up in solitary confinement for over 60 days you're in a cell all by yourself and your food comes through a slot after 29 days, anyone kind of goes a little bit crazy in there. Heidi, what did you do in there, girl? Yeah, and let me tell you, 60 days is nothing. Like, a solitary <laughs> yeah. confinement shouldn't be a thing, but Heidi Fleiss is like, um, 60 days. And the reason she hated prison, jail, wherever she, I get, yeah, prison so much, is that she's like, No, I'm just trying to readjust the society. I just spent three years in lesbian hell. Take a drink. This is number one, the first homophobic thing we hear her say. But then we find out that she opens her own clothing store in Hollywood called Hollywood madam where she also apparently is like working the cash register sure that's crazy because when she first got out of jail she uh she filed for bankruptcy so she doesn't have a lot of money because yes. when you make all your money illegally you don't have uh-huh. it when you get out of jail or whatever you know what i mean so she's totally. like working in la and she's like i don't want to go back into sex work like i don't want to do that and who comes into her it's like a sex shop but like a clothing store it's like hot topic or something yeah. but who walks into the store on one fateful day but rose Roseanne. Which tracks that Roseanne is just slumming it down in like downtown Hollywood just being trash. Right. Garbage Roseanne Barr walks into Heidi's store and actually has a good idea. She's like... And she said to me, why don't you just go to Nevada and open up one of those houses there? And I was like, oh no, those are the trailer park. I'm Heidi Flies. I can't do something like that. But... You know, I kind of slept on it and I was like, she's right. Just because it's trailer park, mine doesn't have to be a trailer park. Can you just imagine the gay that walked in off the street for like to buy a harness at <laughs> Heidi Fleiss's sex shop and like stumbles upon Roseanne Barr and Heidi Fleiss having like a powwow about careers? I know. <laughs> and also like I miss walking around Chelsea and, and just window shopping at those sex shops and being like, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> You're like, do gays actually wear that? I've literally never seen on a human body anything you've ever seen in a sex shop window in Chelsea or the West Village. Not even on like those kind of night or like downstairs at Mon. <laughs> Or, or anything? No? But uh, and the thing is... Okay, okay, fine. I'm going to take the fifth. 
Good. <laughs> Leave it at that. I also don't know why Roseanne Barr had to mosey into this store to tell Heidi Fleiss, like, do the shit you're known for. I, know. I don't know why I that know. had to be a thing. Here's the thing about this documentary, too. I should have set this at the top. This is important. Yeah. This documentary is told by about 18 unreliable narrators. Yeah. And so when we say, like, the truth is in the middle, we have people telling stories like 100 miles in every direction away from the truth. So this documentary is us trying to walk everyone from 100 yeah miles in every direction right yeah. into the middle to the truth i don't even know if this actually happened right. there's no way to actually believe a hundred percent that roseanne was like you know what you should do or something stupid <laughs> but so, how have you been keeping your roseanne bar impression from the people for all these years it's, it's, you know what you should do it's not really an impression at first she's like i was turning my nose up at it like i'm heidi fleiss all of the brothels in nevada are trailer parks i don't do yeah. that like don't you know who i am i was famous like 12 years ago and right. then she sleeps on it and she's like i have no money so mine doesn't have to be a trailer park like maybe i'll go to nevada and see what happens so we learned that heidi is gonna go to nevada and she's going to open up a stud farm and that it's going to be the only brothel in the nation to quote service female clients yeah which means that the sex workers at this stud farm will be all men. Yeah, yeah. So we're with Heidi at, at like a hardware store and we see that she's with this guy and we find out that this guy's name is Michael and he was a formerly homeless and unemployed guy that she like met in LA who she brought him with her to Nevada to like be her helper and anytime they are on screen together they are screaming at the top of their lungs at each other. Michael, sir. Yeah. It's a very toxic, bizarre relationship. Michael is also an addict, so it's yeah. we're watching two addicts fight, which feels really gross. Michael yeah. ends up being total garbage. Hold on, lots to say about that. Uh, it has nothing to do with him being an addict. He's just no. a fucking creep. Yes. So we have Heidi is homophobic. She does this like these lesbian jokes, and now she says like her first misogynistic thing of the documentary. To run General Motors is much easier than my job. I dealt with women, the most difficult commodity on earth. We have our periods, we fight, we need our nail polish, we need clothes. It's hard to deal with women. And I ran an awful lot of women all over the world. I dealt with women, the most difficult commodity on earth. On earth, please. And she's like, <laughs> we have our periods, we fight, we need our nail polish, we need clothes. She's saying this in the context of saying that, like, what she did as a madam was harder than running General Motors, simply because women are difficult. Like, that's her whole point. Heidi, what are you talking about? Here's something that I didn't know. Sex work is not legal everywhere in Nevada. It's only legal in 10 counties. Vegas is not one of them, by the way. No, it's not. So the closest county in Nevada to LA where prostitution is legal is called Nye County. And it's 45 minutes outside of Vegas. And Heidi says this is where she purchased her property to build her stud farm. And she is convinced that every type of woman is going to be flocking to her stud farm when it's open. What kind of women will go to the stud farm? Every type of woman. I think from the woman who works at Pacific Belt, the DMV, to uh, very successful women. 
for men, I would think, oh God, it's a buzzkill. They have to drive an hour to get laid. And But women are different. It's kind of exciting. And you know, you're driving in the desert. It's a beautiful drive. And so the town is called Pahrump. P-A-H-R-U-M-P. <laughs> and Heidi, and so we have misogynistic, uh, homophobic, and now fucking racist. Because yeah. she's talking shit about the name Pahrump. And she's like... For real, Pahrump, no one's ever heard of it. First of all, this town is just murdered by the name Pahrump. You know, it's Indian. I don't know what it means. Uh, water flows quickly or whatever the hell it means. But they should have named it out of, who cares, Little Feather or Tomahawk or, you know, what some other Indian name. <laughs> Anything but Pahrump. Whatever, it's some Indian name. Just name it like Feather, Tomahawk or something. I know. Heidi, stop it. Let me tell you, I looked it up. It means water rock. This was their land first. Don't yes. don't get me started. <laughs> you guys, she's riled. She's riled. Pull over. Pull over. Do you see how red my face just got? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> So she's just talking shit about this town where it's like, girl, we stole their land and now you get to build a brothel on it. Like, don't talk shit about what they named it. And it means water rock. Shut up. Yep. Yep. But she is saying she's building her brothel in a place called Crystal. That's why it's called Woodby Madam of Crystal. Right, 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 right. Which is, you know, a couple miles away or whatever. So now, are you ready? Now we're at Heidi's house with Michael. Michael has gone shopping at, like, the local deli or whatever. For some reason, the camera follows him to the deli where we just see, like, it's just a slice of Americana, you guys. People playing slot machines. It's a slice of Nevada. Like, like specifically yeah. Nevada. Because the thing about Nevada as a whole, I, I usually say Vegas, but clearly Nevada as a whole, it's like, it's exactly what it is, and it's not trying to be anything else. So this totally. is like a half 7-Eleven, half deli, half hardware store. Yeah. Like, part all those things. Because we meet these people at the slots and like this woman is yelling oh you're gonna sit here you ain't letting me do this all by myself there big guy put another dollar in i'm not gonna do this alone put that dollar in there and i'm like oh <laughs> then we're following michael who can't for the life of him find a mop do you know where the mop's at uh i think it's in the back the back yeah, um, we got around in the back on the left side yep okay so Michael finds the mop, walks home by himself. Heidi, I guess, didn't let him take her jalopy. He comes into the house. A jalopy is like a real vehicle. Like, that's not a, a racial slur that we're saying. No, I think I think it's like a broken down. I think it's like a term. I don't know why, why Archie Comics is my point of reference here, but it is. And so he comes into the house holding the mop, and he's calling her a tramp and a hooker and a hoe. He's, like, looking for her, and he's like, hey, ho. You're a tramp. Heidi! Where'd she go? Where are you, hooker? Hooker! Right here. Where? Okay, Michael. With the hoe. Hey, ho! Hey, hooker! And part of this is like, you're just a creep, but uh, this is another person who's like, oh, there's a camera on me, gotta be hilarious. Yes. We're back to the interview, like the current interview with Heidi. And like, she's being asked, like, did you ever have sex for money? And she's like, yeah, a couple times. Did I have sex for money? A few times. Was I good at it? The worst. I give the worst blowjobs on earth. Every girl says I give the best blowjobs on earth. Every girl I ever met says that they're known for giving the best blowjob. I'm like, rock on. We have something in common. I give the worst, you give the best. That's awesome. This is the shit I like about Heidi Fleiss, how she's like so willing to talk and be honest about sex and saying like she didn't make a good sex worker. She wasn't good at giving blowjobs and she's like being funny and I like it. Yeah. It's that Heidi Fleiss that I feel like I could go out for drinks with and like have a really fucking great conversation. You would get a word in, I know. so you know. <laughs> That would be hard for me, but I would It still... might be good for you to go because, yeah, it would be accidental vocal arrest. <laughs> <laughs> and then Heidi Fleiss tells this story 
where everything she says is a lie. Oh, do you think so? I'm such a dummy girl. I fall for everything. I don't believe this for a second. Maybe, maybe there's like a little tiny little grain of salt of truth. But for the most part, this is bullshit. They're like, how'd you get into sex work? And she's like, thanks for asking. It all started when I was babysitting as a 13-year-old kid. Now she's, now she's, now she's Sophia. Picture it. Like, Sicily. And she's like, how'd I start the sex business? I started when a couple different parents would call me on a Friday night to babysit. And I couldn't do both, but I didn't want to lose the money. So I said, hey, I have a friend who's available. When I was 13 years old in my neighborhood, 20 girls worked for me as a babysitter. I call bullshit on all of this. And she's like, yeah, you know, so from 13, I was matching people with who would work best with who. You know, if the Joneses were super neat, then I wouldn't send over a girl with dirty, untied tennis shoes. And I'm like, Heidi. (laughs) That Patrick Hines is getting nowhere near that house on my watch. This is a lie. Like, it's just maybe like you and your friend split a couple babysitting jobs once (laughs) or twice. But she's like warped it. And she believes it. Like to this day, she's like, that absolutely happened. I had a babysitting ring when I was 13. Uh 100% because people like this believe their own bullshit because she's she told the story in prison 15 times 1500 times you know she she's been telling the story her whole life and that's become Uh part of like the Heidi Fleiss canon but it's bullshit so then now we're crying about the giving tree no you guys no no the kid in the giving tree is a dick End of story. Close the book on that. But what's so amazing about that is that, so they ask her if she has a favorite book, and she says, of course, The Giving Tree. Like, like how dare you? Heidi Fleiss, like, come on. I know. And then they ask her, like, what the book is about, and she can't explain it without crying. It's just a very emotional story about a boy, God, embarrassing, who, he's, uh... You know the book. I don't want to get into the book. And she's just like getting super emotional about it. She finally says like, it's a book about a tree who like gives and gives and gives to this little boy. The tree gives him everything he's got till he's nothing left. And the boy wants more. And the filmmaker says to Heidi Fleiss. Are you like the boy in the giving tree? Of course not. I'm the tree. So are you the boy in the story? (laughs) Of course not. I'm the tree, says Heidi Fleiss. (laughs) And everyone in the room, everything stopped. Everyone was like, oh my God. Oh, right. and some gay on the set, like on production, was like, yeah. she thinks she's the tree. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear her say about the tree? Did you hear her about the tree? She thinks she's the tree. Okay. So now we're in Heidi's backyard, and she's been like, for some reason, she has these huge glass panels. Nothing is explained. I guess it's for the stud farm. I don't know why they're there. But she's like, yeah, here are these panels of glass. They're all like 10 grand a piece. And I'm like, okay. Naturally, when you move glass, some is going to get broken. With me, you know, somehow I maximize. You want to minimize the breakage, but I couldn't. You know, things just didn't go as planned. While she's bragging about how much they are, she just keeps saying how they keep breaking. She's like, ah, that's what happens with glass. It breaks. And I'm like, okay, but if I spent $10,000 per panel, I'd wrap the shit out of them in bubble wrap or whatever. $10,000 for a panel of glass. Heidi Fleiss. Oh, my God. And she has, like, 15 of them. And she's like, they just keep breaking. Like, oh, what am I going to do? And then she goes, the Jew and me, how do we still do something? I thought, okay. We're going to build a landmark with all that broken glass and it'll look really cool. You know, it's the Jew in me. I just keep thinking, how can I I still use this? And I'm like, on your Heidi Fleiss is a piece of shit bingo card. (laughs) Check off. (laughs) She's an anti-Semite too. Like what is going on? We have enough for someone to have called bingo by now. I know. (laughs) 
between the gay slurs, the misogynistic, the shitting on indigenous people, the Jew comment. Like, what are you saying? I know. I know. And so now we learn about her neighbor in Nevada. And she said, I happened to move next door to a bedridden former madam who had two whorehouses and she was even kept by Colonel Sanders. She was kept by Colonel Sanders, to which I said, is Colonel Sanders real? Isn't that the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy? That's another thing I wanted to Google. Shit. <laughs> I don't think Colonel Sanders is real. No. Right? Like, was that a joke? Colonel Sanders was the actual guy huh. who made Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was born in 1890. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he died in 1980. Wow. Well, shit. Look, when we're wrong, we're wrong. <laughs> Wikipedia has a picture of him in 1974, Sanders in his iconic outfit. It's just a white suit. <laughs> I don't like the term kept. Anyway, so this woman, her name is Marianne. She's got a shit ton of exotic birds. They're kept in teeny tiny cages. We go to her house with Heidi and like you walk in and like this woman seems very nice. She does seem pretty great, <laughs> Marianne. It's all right, take a day. Yeah. You know what, I can help you if, as long as you've got a little time. When I start feeling bitter. She seems pretty great, but she's a hoarder for birds. Yes. So, like, all she has in her home is her oxygen tank, an air conditioner, and, like, 80 exotic birds in tiny cages. And sometimes Heidi Fleiss, who comes over and sort of has become her semi-caretaker. I know. And here's another, like, problematic statement Heidi Fleiss says for everyone keeping track at home. I kind of got the warning to stay away from her because I think people want her birds. There's probably, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of birds, so they don't want me in there taking the birds because there's a lot of money in birds and I'm thinking why was I selling bitches I could have been selling birds why was I selling bitches I could have been selling I birds I know that is prison talk up and down Lori Davis will tell you that is prison talk get that shit out of here and the thing is I you know I love animals I have nothing against birds the sound of those birds they're so loud and I keep thinking about that poor old lady who like you can't sleep in a house like that it's like basically a trailer and it's so small and the birds are just squawking and squeaking at the top of their fucking lungs tomorrow is change the paper day so try not to show the bottom of the cage I know, just let them out of the cages. But now we say surrounded by birds. I mean, yeah. truly surrounded. Cages stacked up on top of one another. And this is what Marianne wants. And Marianne also wants to watch her favorite program, Queer Eye. <laughs> the original Queer Eye. Is that right? Look at Queer Eye, the straight guy. One of my favorite programs. Look who's on me, the gay bird, trying to make me a lesbian now. She's like, ooh, this is my favorite program. <laughs> The original Queer Eye. Imagine being the third person who moves into that neighborhood and you're like, hang on a second. Because it's true. They're in the middle of the desert. It's Heidi Fleiss, Marianne, and the birds, and Michael. And that's it. You just want your little house where you can get away from it all in the middle of the desert. You live across the street from Heidi Fleiss and the old bird lady. That's so funny. The third person to move into that neighborhood. That's, exa that's exactly it. If you haven't watched that's exactly it. It's just like desert as far as the eye can see. Heidi Fleiss, Marianne, 600 birds. Birds, creepy Michael and possibly you like this could all be yours like like where's the sign that's like if you lived here you'd be home by now am I right it's like no 
We are now at the moment where Michael shines the creepiest. Are you ready? Yeah. So Heidi has an appointment to meet with a Los Angeles news crew to promote her stud farm. And so before that happens, we meet this woman, Kim Rogie, I think is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. And she's like the producer. And like the host of the segment. She's like the yes. on camera. She's like the journalist. She is meant to interview Heidi Fleiss that day. And Heidi is two hours late. She changed the location of where they're going. She changed the time. And so this poor Kim was like, she changed where we were going to shoot. She changed where we were going to meet. She changed the time. You know, she... So I was a little bit frazzled. I was a little frazzled. But on camera, she's like, oh, don't worry, Heidi. Like, she's trying to be so professional because Kim, to us, is like, she is two and a half hours late. She did all the shit to me. Oh, my God. And then she's like, oh, and who's this? Who's this? Who's this guy? And Michael... And she goes, Michael. Like, to us, she's like... Michael was... um, Heidi's assistant, suddenly he was in our news van. He stood behind her in the interview, and you see him in a lot of our video, and he's just kind of staring, which is a little bit unusual. Michael was Heidi's assistant? Like, in their air quotes, <laughs> high-pitched, shoulders-up assistant? And he is, he is so, like, I'm sorry, the laugh stop here, because he is making Kim so uncomfortable, and he's like, I know you, and she's like, oh, have we met? Like, trying to be so nice because she's a professional and Heidi's like, don't worry, he stalks everyone. You're the only people who've been out here so far. I wouldn't let anyone else out of here. Oh, thank you. And you know why? Because Michael told me he was such a fan. <laughs> I'm the number one fan. <laughs> Come on, Kim. <laughs> thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. I know. And then we get to the place and like Kim is trying to do a real interview. She's like, how are you, Heidi? It's just like the vibe between the two of them is just so off. Because so- Kim is like trying to actually work and Heidi's just being a fucking nightmare. And you know what Kim is also trying to do? Keep one eye on Michael who is standing <laughs> next to Heidi Fleiss. And she's yes. like, you can see him in our footage. And for someone like... I've been in Kim's situation before. It is yes. so creepy when you're trying to do your job, but you yes. feel this like presence around you and some creep who, again, like you didn't know was going to be there and suddenly totally. he's there. Yep. So we, we have Kim reading her script yeah. for the news piece. <laughs> According to the dictionary, horses kept for breeding are called studs. And so too are sexually active men. And a few good guys like that are exactly what Heidi Fleiss wants for her stud farm. 20 of them to be exact, 10 more on standby. Kim girl. <laughs> We, I don't want to hear what Webster's definition of anything is. We are, we're past that. We're right. past that. Yeah. But Webster's totally. dictionary defines stud as. I know. Like, I feel like she is, she sort of hate reading her script because the day did not go at all like she imagined. And now she doesn't want to fucking do the piece anymore. Well, sure. Because they're asking like, Heidi, why are you totally changing the game here? You were excellent at what you did in New York City or whatever. Why the stud farm? Like, tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. And Heidi's like. And people say, oh, any woman could get laid. Of course. You can get laid. You could go out and Michael would have sex with both of us but is that the man we want to have sex with creepy michael would have sex with either one of us but is that the guy you want to have sex with and kim's like michael is staring at me like this is so unprofessional and kim has no one there to have her back like this is a nightmare i'm so anxious for kim about this so we meet this guy tony DeMeo. he's the sheriff of nye county and his whole point here is that like yes 
like brothels are legal. We take this shit really seriously. And like, as far as I know, like somebody building a brothel of dudes is just a rumor. Like I've seen no application. Right. No one's talked to me about it. Girl, I need evidence. Because it's legit. Like Heidi has to submit a 28 page application. The application itself has to be approved by the elected board of county commissioners. Like this is some real shit. Because we were, as we were saying earlier, the whole thing about sex work, what makes it safe is how regulated it is. So it's super fucking regulated. And like, we're going to learn in a minute, the people who own the brothels want it to be this regulated because it's what keeps it legal. You know what I mean? Right. So George Flint, who's the director of the Nevada Brothel Owners Association, didn't know yeah. that was a thing. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I'm glad it is. He seems very nice. I got to say, he he's, he's here for an interview and he seems very nice. And his whole point is... Our business is the only business that exists within the business community that can be and has been for all practical purposes, outlawed and done away with, except in these 10 pockets in Nevada where we do have it still legal and regulated. But my biggest fear of Heidi Fleiss is Heidi Fleiss because she wants to be Miss Visibility. If we make it crazy and make it a party and bring in people like Heidi Fleiss who want to be in front of the cameras all the time, right. the residents are going to get mad, they're going to start complaining, and we're, it's going to become illegal here too. Like, this is our business. Right. So Heidi Fleiss goes on some local news television station to, like, win support. This is incredible. Heidi Fleiss goes from, like, doing cocaine with Charlie Sheen on Million Dollar Yachts to right. doing this, like, cable access morning news show taking call-in questions. It's unbelievable. You don't seriously believe that the county commissioners along with the sheriff are going to vote you a license, do you? Well, you know, I hope that they do give me a fair shot because uh, just because I'm notorious only because of what I was arrested for. But I hope I get a fair shake than just if I was anyone else applying. But here's what makes me nuts. Like, she keeps talking about, I did the oldest profession in the world and I did it better than anyone in the world and she's such a businesswoman and everyone's just trying to take Heidi Fleiss down. Poor Heidi yeah. Fleiss. She keeps saying things like, oh, that brothel association, whatever that is. Bitch, you yeah. should know. If I you're know. the best person on earth at this job, you should know the business. Do your job. If you really want to have this operating stud farm that is, like, going to change the world, then give it a goog and do your research and figure out what the association is and be nice to them and figure out what you have to do. There's part of me too that was like, am I going to be allowed to sit in on that stud farm casting call or no? Like, how's that going to go? I mean, it won't ever happen, but like, <laughs> I hope for you that if it ever happens, you would be there, but I got news for you, girl. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. It's not a thing. I just wanted to say, too, that, like, the host and producer of this, like, local access show is this woman, Jenna Howard, and she takes her job really fucking seriously. We'll get back to her <laughs> later. She she takes, like, everything very seriously. This town, you make them mad, they're gonna come back after you. Folks, we'll be back with Heidi Fleiss in just a moment. Stay tuned and get to know our sponsors. So, here we are. Uh, Miss Kathy, Okay. <laughs> All right. So we learn about this woman, Miss Kathy, and she's the owner of the saloon in Crystal. The saloon is not the name of the place. She owns the saloon in Crystal. This town is so small, it has one restaurant. Is Miss Kathy the third resident? Totally. <laughs> the bird lady, Heidi Fleiss, and Miss Kathy. Look. Imagine those neighborhood association meetings. <laughs> I think we see one later online. And this is my type of place. Like it's in the middle of yes. nowhere, which is not my type of place. But it's yeah. a very like no bullshit kind of divey great. But she's talking, Miss Kathy's talking about how much money she's making. I do a good business here. A very good business here. 
We had a nine-year loan on this place and paid it off in four and a half years. There's one person who comes in who asks for a Diet Coke, and they have like 50-cent <laughs> bags of chips on the wall. So where is all of this? You can't. She's making money hand over fist. How? There's nobody in there ever. It's 45 minutes outside Vegas. Who is driving to spend the night at the Short Branch Saloon? So she really, really, really does not want another brothel in her town. You would think that she would want it as it would bring business to the town. Am I wrong? You're absolutely right. She goes so far as to have a no new brothel and crystal petition. <laughs> and she uses Comic Sans. She uses Comic Sans. She uses Comic Sans. But the thing about Miss Kathy is that she sounds reasonable. Do not be fooled. She is a misogynist and a homophobe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like a, like an ageist almost. Yes. Right? Totally. I feel like this documentary doesn't have a lot of direction. And we're kind of just like. <laughs> 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 they followed her for 10 months. Had a one I- sit down interview with her. Some PA. God bless PAs. Thankless jobs. Piece it all together and it was thrown on HBO. I know. There was know. no direction, no care <laughs> taken. Like, here we are. Travel down the road back again. Girl. So it's time for Heidi to face Miss Kathy, girl. <laughs> it's, this is a showdown for the, for the ages. ages. <laughs> it does, and none of it. They both talk in circles. Nothing makes any sense. Heidi goes to Miss Kathy's bar to like, I don't know what, to like, to try to persuade her. As the mob would say, they had to sit down, okay? Right. Miss Kathy (laughs) sent for Heidi Fleiss. She drove all the way out into the desert to have a one-on-one sit down. How is it you bought this property? The rest of us have been trying to obtain when they say it's, you can't have it. Well, this is what happened. I, this is how I did it. I hired you don't, have, you don't have someone with the tax assessor's office. Or the, uh, I the, wish. No one helped you me. You paid under the table. No. To get the property. No. Look at here. Here's a receipt on everything that I paid here. Every single one. There's no under table or anything or... Heidi is clearly fucked up. Miss Kathy oh, yeah. just wants to yell at her. Heidi is like begging her to like, please support me. Miss Kathy is saying, like, this is annoying too, where it's like, Miss Kathy, if you have an objection for like a business reason or whatever, fine, say that. She's trying to tell Heidi over and over and over again why her business isn't going to work. Heidi, I don't think it's going to be for women. There is no way women are going to drive this far out to get poked. But what? what There's is, no way. Okay, you could if be you right. came in here and you told me that you were going to do women, I have no problem with that. You make your money off of men. But it's my game to lose. She says women aren't going to drive 45 minutes to get poked. Excuse me. I know. know. Again, my body, my choice. But it's also like, Miss Kathy, who fucking cares? Like, if that's your objection, let her try it and fail. Right. Exactly. And she also says, like, women can't drive past a Walmart without stopping. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, And I'm not going to call her Miss Kathy. Fuck that. Kathy is okay with the other brothels shit-talking women, but she's not okay with this one like there's some reason and then here comes the homophobia everybody because she's like it just totally baffles me and and it's it's for gaming no you make your money off of men you're not gonna make money off of women just admit it it's for men like it's just a bunch of gay sex happening in the desert and i'm like what is wrong with a bunch of gay sex happening in the (laughs) desert if everyone's okay with it isn't that what burning man is (laughs) 
Just a bunch of gay sex in the desert and everyone having a grand old time? Kathy, who cares? Mind your business. I need a picture of you with your arms crossed with a scowl on your face and a quote that just says, what is wrong with a bunch of gay sex happening in the desert if everyone's okay with it? And why is it different for her? Like, is it just homophobia? Well, probably. But the other thing is, I will say, if you're really worried that they're going to bring too much attention to a brothel, that's why you don't want Heidi Fleiss running one. Right. You don't want a bunch of gay dudes in the middle of, like, nowhere Nevada at the gay brothel. Girl, it's going to be Fire Island in the desert, like, from sunup to sundown. Yeah, they, they couldn't even <laughs> stop Fire Island in a goddamn pandemic. What's know. Like, who knows what's going to happen with zero supervision totally. and just out in the desert, like... And legal sex work? No. I'm kind of on Miss Kathy's side all No, you're not. Don't say that. We hate Miss Kathy. So they have this fight, and Miss Kathy... I'm not going to call her Miss Kathy. And Kathy's just like, okay, hon, good girl. She's trying to be like the mother. That's why I think like I she's being ageist. Kathy sucks. The other thing, too, is that Kathy is saying to Heidi... Something else that I don't like? Hmm. Is Heidi, you're talking to me, but your eyes are going all directions. I'm not stupid, Heidi. Because you're, you're looking... Like, you're like the age of one of my kids. Okay, I'm submissive to you right now. And I'm doing everything I can to acquiesce to you is what I'm doing. I'm begging you to give me a chance for something. I'm looking you in the face and your eyes are looking everywhere. Like Heidi is fucked up and she can't focus. Like Heidi can't even make a strong argument, which she has because she's too fucked up to do it. And then Heidi is like trying to tell Kathy that she's being submissive to her. I'm trying to acquiesce to your request or whatever she says. Like, Heidi, did you just learn that word? I'm sorry. Like, I I just feel like (laughs) (laughs) it's annoying when garbage people have points. Yes. And I feel like if she were sober, she'd be able to make good points, you know? I don't know. But they both should focus on the facts. Like, Heidi, why don't you give a shit about the Brothel Association? Just get your 28-page application done and let the board deal with it. Like, why is Kathy even involved? She sells Diet Coke and potato chips. Why is she even involved? Like, who is she? (laughs) Why do we care? And then the scene ends with Heidi leaving and Kathy being like, well, you have a good night now, y'all. Like, Kathy, (laughs) shut up. So Heidi, Heidi Fleiss has admitted in this interview from 10 months ago that we're seeing sort of intercut today. She she loves what she calls crystal methane. It's crystal meth. Yes. It's methamphetamine. There is no such yes. thing as crystal methane. I love that white trash drug, crystal methane. And I call it poison because that's what it is. I think the first time I did crystal meth, I hated it. And I said, damn it, I'm going to do this till I like it. It's just, it's sad. It's just sad. And uh, it sucks. So she's talking about how she wants all the bathrooms and the brothels to each have a different rock theme. And she is clearly, clearly not of sound mind when she's talking about this. And it's the middle of the night. And she takes creepy Michael into the desert in Nevada in the middle of the night. To go looking for rocks. This isn't an Atlanta monster where I was like, it should be high noon 24 hours a day. If you know if it's a known dumping ground, if you're gonna look for different totally rocks with don't. different themes, yeah, totally. I feel like maybe like 11 a.m. is a good time to go. I know, not two in the morning. I totally agree. And aren't there like snakes and what are the what are those insects with the tails? Scorpions. Scorpions. Aren't those things everywhere in the desert? Yes. And coyotes. I love coyotes. Oh my god. <laughs> so we get on screen text. Michael misplaces the flashlight. Oh god. So HBO was really careful with this language because we. Start start to hear Heidi and Michael just screaming at each other. Don't fucking lie! I got everyone fucking with me. You think I want to even fuck with over a flashlight? I'm not here to fuck with you. Then why are you lying over stupid <sighs> fucking shit? You didn't have to lie to me, but you said, yeah, I took this out of the Bronco. That's all it would take. But you chose to lie. No, I did not. Uh, you're lying now. 
What are you? You yelling at me? They're in the car, I guess, in the truck, and yeah. they're just screaming at each other, and it is truly heartbreaking because Michael's like, "Stop screaming at me!" and she's like, "Stop lying!" and I'm like, right. "Why are you looking for rocks at two in the morning? Go when it's light out!" And you I realize <laughs> these people are addicts, and the totally. filmmakers are not acknowledging that they are right, and that they're like probably really fucked up in this moment. Like you can hear the pain and the anger in their voices, yes. and it is truly hard to listen to. Like to hear someone saying like let's go look for rocks like fuck yeah let's go at two in the morning that's an addict like full stop that's an addict yeah 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 and then like the next morning we learned that like Michael has been fired and sent back to Los Angeles which I it's like better for everybody I think you know what I mean yeah separate them but now Heidi Fleiss is alone I know like she lives a very lonely life there's this whole weird confusing thing that happens where yeah. some guy named Joe who's like super high up in the brothel world is friends with Heidi and he gets indicted and the FBI is investigating him so all of her plans for her dude ranch get put on hold. He was going to give her money and so we learn that like the stud farm is delayed because of this federal investigation and it's like if Heidi Fleiss would have just filled out that application properly <laughs> it wouldn't keep getting delayed but she, yes. what she wants to happen is that she wanted to show up to Crystal Nevada and say I'm Heidi Fleiss, where's my stud farm? And she didn't realize that when you do it legally, it's different yeah. than doing it under the table with Charlie Sheen, that piece of shit, out of out of like the plaza in New York or, or like Trump Tower or whatever, where there are no fucking rules. In Nevada, you have to fill out an application. If she just would have googled and filled out the application, she could have maybe opened the farm and maybe we wouldn't be here. The farm, I just said. The, st- the brothel. I know. And so like we're back at the neighbor's house and like, you know, the neighbor and Heidi have developed a really close relationship, but Heidi has like really started to like fall for this one bird. So she tells us this story. It's the weirdest way that she tells the story. She said, but one day I walked by a bird's cage and it, it licked my fingers and went water. And it's a scarlet macaw named Dalton. So I fell in love with Dalton. <laughs> Like the way she told that story, I watched it four times because it's she, <laughs> and it's it's Dalton, right? This is yes, the bird Dalton. It's Dalton. She falls in love with this bird Dalton. And I'm like, can you give the birds water? Do they have food and water? Or are they just stuck in cages? And if the bird can say that, like birds are cool, but that noise makes me crazy. I, I know. I'm sorry. So what ends up happening is that Marianne, the bird lady dies and leaves all of her birds to Heidi, which is like, what? And it cuts to Heidi Fleiss's living room and all of a sudden, her entire living room is teeming with bird cages. Right, like Marianne, I was like, oh, Marianne had the bigger unit right. in this development because totally. I thought that we were cramped in Marianne's house. I know. You ain't seen nothing yet, girl. And Heidi is just saying like, look, I came out here to build a fucking brothel, not to be emotionally involved with an older woman, to take on the birds and all this other stuff that is really beyond my uh, area of expertise. She's talking about how Dalton sleeps in the bed with her. She's got an egg from one of the birds under a pillow, hoping it's going to hatch. And then Dalton dies. She like rushed him to the emergency room. Look, I've dealt with several dogs in my life dying. It is so heartbreaking. I don't wish it on anyone. I'm not making fun of her at all in this situation. No, but she's fucked up when she's telling us the story. I rushed him to the hospital in the emergency room and and you put him in like the life support uh, bubble uh, and oxygen. And uh, I had to sign papers for him to be put down. And he died with a tear in his eye. And 
she's like, he had one slow tear coming down his face. And I googled it like birds don't cry. No. And it's just like he always taught me to look someone in the eye. And she's just spiraling like she's, she's such a wreck. And like when the camera sort of pulls back and you see all of the birds and like she hasn't showered in days. It feels like she's no. still wearing those pajama pants. And I'm thinking of Michael back in Los Angeles being like, oh, shit, I dodged a bullet. Right. Like losing that flashlight was the best thing I ever did. Like hopefully he's OK. Hopefully she didn't just like dump him on the side of the road. I mean, he's a creep and he's garbage, but he's also an addict. Yeah. She has this other bird who looks like Dalton and the bird's name is Jeannie and Heidi is fucked up and Jeannie's former owner was Barbara so she right. has to pretend to be Barbara and she's literally jumping up and down going, Barbara loves you, Barbara loves you. Hi, Ginger. <laughs> You're my friend. Are you my friend? Barbara loves you, Jeannie. Barbara loves you, Jeannie. Jean, Barbara loves you, you movie star. And then, you guys, she's like in her backyard, and there's a donkey. There's like a wild donkey in her backyard, and she's screaming at the donkey. You're sexy. You're better looking than any man I've ever been with. That's how sexy you are, and you can't take compliments. She wasn't happy for me. Because you're a lesbian. But this is while she's still collecting rocks. Like she meets the donkey while out collecting rocks. That I'm grateful that it's in the middle of the day at least. But the donkey goes from being like I a know. sexy man to a lesbian who's like really wanting Heidi Fleiss. And I'm like, Heidi, what's with the lesbian stuff? Like what's happening? I and know. then it ends with like, you know, Heidi plans to open the stud farm once this legal battle is over. But in the meantime, she opened up a laundromat called Dirty Laundry. You guys, Heidi Fleiss, as Jillian pointed out, went from doing cocaine at like the Ritzy restaurant with Charlie Sheen at Trump Towers <laughs> to this. To a laundromat. Like, you know, she goes in there and collects the quarters. And yeah. no shade if you if you own a laundromat. Like, good for you. With, like, four birds on her arms. I squawking. Know. She's become a crazy bird lady now. I know. This is not the documentary I thought we were going to watch, truly. No. Like, this, we went on such a ride and, like, none of it was good. But it ends in, like, my favorite way, which is all this, like, on-screen text with air quotes, which is, like, my favorite thing. Uh-huh. So we learn on-screen text. We learn that journalist Jenna Howard, she's the one that has that cable access morning show not the one that was being harassed by Michael the other one like the call-in show she takes everything very seriously yeah it says she still hosts Hot Topic she plans to move to California to pursue quote several entertainment projects end quote then it goes to Miss Kathy Miss Kathy continues to gather names for her petition <laughs> she recently added quote chili verde meatloaf topping end quote to her menu and it's quote very popular Kathy get a life get a life you're still getting names for your petition the thing's not happening. That's the other thing about Kathy. Kathy, open your eyes. I know. Look at Heidi Fleiss. It's not going to happen. I know. I know. And then there's George Flint. He's the guy who like represents the brothels. It says he still represents the Nevada brothel owners. He also owns a wedding chapel where he has performed nearly 30 same-sex unions, mostly women, to which I said, twist, you guys. George Flint is the only non-homophobe in this entire documentary. Unbelievable. Didn't Really, truly did not see that coming. And then Michael Smallbridge has not been in touch with Heidi. He currently lives in Hollywood. I actually gave him a Google. I couldn't find any information about him. I just want to I want to ask nicely if we can end all documentaries with on-screen text with like shady air quotes. <laughs> yeah, like knowing air quotes. <laughs> yeah. It's very popular, but is it as popular as the 50 cent chips and the Diet Coke that you sell? <laughs> she was peeling potatoes when she was I, talking to Heidi Fleiss. I know. <laughs> Kathy, where do you, how did you get that $45,000? I will never understand it. I'll never get it.
You guys, we did Heidi Fleiss would be Madame of Crystal? Yes. Let me tell you, that documentary was an hour and 10 minutes. The footage I have is an hour and 18. We talked for days about this. I knew that we were going to. I knew we were going to have so much to say. You guys, if you want more Jillian and me, more fun laughs, good times, join us on the Patreon. Like 150 full bonus episodes to download a binge right this second. Everything from Fear City to um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark to Don't Have With Cats and Tiger King. Yeah, we're doing The Vow is coming up. We did yeah. um, The Jinx, Making a Murderer, everything. It's all the documentary series on HBO, Hulu, ID, Oxygen, every everything, you guys. It's everything. everything is there. Um, uh, Ad-free versions of these episodes. So much great stuff. Ringtones, invites to Zoom parties. Sometimes we have parties on the Zoom. Also, our after parties have been really fun lately as well. They've been fun. Podcasters in Peril was what I was know. one of them. <laughs> a weird job, but I love it. Girl, what are we doing next? We are doing Class Action Park. We rearranged the whole sketch. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> You guys, it's one of the rare times I actually had like free time to watch a documentary for fun. I watched it. It's crazy. You know, I've been to class. I, I was gonna say class action park. I've been to action park. I was there during its very last gasp. But uh, I, I have my own stories. They don't compare to the people there. But this is this is bananas. We're doing. Oh it for my you. god! You guys, you can find us on the web, uh, truecrimeobsessed.com. It's where you get promo codes for the ads, merch. We're donating all the merch money to charity. All the episodes, everything you could think of, everything you could possibly possibly want and more. Oh, and we're also on, follow us on Instagram, you guys, at True Crime Obsessed Podcast. We go live every Tuesday at noon. We call it Ladies Who Lunch. It's super fun. Like hundreds and hundreds of people are coming to hang out with us. We answer questions. We talk about the episodes. It's really it's such a fun time. We kind of never know where it's going to go. Every Tuesday it's rained. Where I am, it's rained every single Tuesday. So let's see what happens this Tuesday. <laughs> we. It's almost as though our Ladies Who Lunches are directed by the people who made the Heidi Fleiss documentary. It's, um, it's, very, it's very, very close. Next time I'll make sure to have my pants stuck on my heel. <laughs> you're at Jillian with a G and all the things. Yes, you are Patrick Hines underscore on Insta and at Patrick Hines on Twitter. You guys, we love you. Stay tuned for the trailer for Class Action Park and our hilarious outtakes. Oh my God. Uh, who oh knows God. if there'll even be anything? I'm leaving everything in in this one. <laughs> this, might be a, this might be a two-parter. Good luck. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. Baby, let the ticket lady. Action is hot. Action, Action Park. The story of Action Park is a true crime story. As you entered the park, you saw this thing. And you're like, this is real. The engineering behind this, if there was any engineering, was just nuts. Build it higher, make it faster. People control the action. Combine that with liquor and anything goes. There were no rules. For a lot of kids, that was heaven. And if you couldn't swim well, yikes. I don't think you can understand a place like Action Park if you don't understand the kind of minds that build it. A lot of people wish they could ignore rules. Gene actually did that. Nobody would give him insurance, so he created his own insurance company and then insured himself. It did bring sometimes a criminal element. I don't know how many people died at Action Park, but it wasn't just one person. Electrocuted. Decapitated. Fractured vertebrae. Impaled on the bowl. Had a heart attack. Nobody should ever be the second person to die in a wave pool. Close the wave pool. The action never
what is that? What was the what was the boxing thing called? It's called Muay Thai. It's M U A Y, and then Thai like Thailand, which is where it's from. Because I was just gonna say, I did like I remember doing the gay version of that in college, which was called Thai Bo. Thai Bo, yes. <laughs> I'm Heine. I'm Heine Fleiss. <laughs> and in the blackness, we hear this. We hear what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> it sounds like a producer or something and they left it in by accident. You guys, it's a bird. It's a parrot. Yeah, it's a parrot. <laughs> it just looks like like a truck from like the Grapes of Wrath or something. Like it looks like a it's truck like the from- the Beverly Hillbillies or whatever. Totally. It's like It's like an old jalopy like Archie yes. had in the Archie comics. It's like boom, boom. It's like making, it's like bouncing yeah, totally. and like smoking. <laughs> Sometimes during these recordings, my Apple Watch will be like, it seems like you're sitting down, but your heart rate is going up. Like, are you all right? It does that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Your heart, your watch thinks you're having a heart attack every time you record an episode. Do you guys have any horse stuff? Because she's looking for stuff for her stud farm. So she's looking for like horse themed stuff because the grandfather clock, as my mom would say, just doesn't go. Also, Instagram added Comic Sans to their Insta stories. I use it a lot because it has the best background. I know, I'm garbage. I'm garbage for using Comic Sans, I know. Dalton looks like he hasn't completely made up his mind yet whether or not he's gonna fucking peck her eye out. The whole thing was like it was supposed to be futuristic in the 60s and look like an oyster, but it looks like it's out of The Incredibles. It looks nothing like an oyster. And the, you see insertion in the mock-ups. You see like a gigantic penis in the mock-ups. I'm not here for it. Yeah.